Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. You can also find me live Sunday nights, 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show. And if you go to HeidiHarrisShow.com or HeidiHarris.com, there's information on when the show is on. And you can listen to it live just by clicking right there at the website. Or you can go to Odyssey. A-U-D-A-C-Y, the Odyssey app, and type in Heidi Harris, and podcasts of my Sunday night show will show up, and also this podcast. So you can't get away from me, even if you want to. Also want to mention Heidi Harris Show, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on Sunday nights, I do a live thing on Facebook, Heidi Harris Show Facebook page. So let's talk about UNLV and the mass shooting that occurred there yesterday. That's University of Nevada, Las Vegas. This happened in Las Vegas. Of course, you know, Vegas is still reeling from what happened October 1st, 2017, which was a tragedy, the largest mass shooting in American history. We know that. And, uh, you know, so obviously the feelings are very raw. So apparently, from what we hear at this point, the person who did the damage is a, well, always they're disaffected losers. The media won't describe him that way, but I will. Apparently, he was a college professor who tried to get a job at UNLV and then went in and killed a couple of faculty members because he didn't get the job. Now, let's back up and say, first of all, that I'm doing this podcast the day after the shooting occurred. I have learned in all the years I've been doing talk radio, involved in media, that the first 24 hours after something like this happens, there's all kinds of information coming out. And a lot of people want to be first, and they don't care if they're accurate. I mean, they think they might be accurate, but they really don't know. And they'll grab at anything they think will make a headline. And I understand that, being in media. But it's better to wait a 24, 48, 72 hours to find out what's really going on. So now we know this guy was a, as I mentioned, a loser, a college professor, who thought he could solve the problems of life by killing innocent people. Now, people fall into the same camps. They always do every time there's a mass shooting. The people who want to take your guns will talk about how guns are the problem. The people who don't want to take guns will talk about things like the gun-free zones and how gun laws never stop bad guys. And that's all true, by the way. It's absolutely true. Had this college professor believed anybody at UNLV might have had a gun to stop him, he probably would not have conducted this rampage. So I think we all can agree on that, hopefully. But here's the aspect of it that I don't think a lot of people are talking about, and I think it's important that we do address it. When it comes to what they found in his house, once again, based on reports, I don't know the truth. I was not in his house. But we're hearing reports about how the guy had rantings on you know, blogs or something like that, where he was talking about various people, including conspiracy theories involving the World Economic Forum, the Bilderbergs, things Alex Jones had said. But by the same token, apparently he also was praising George Soros as being one of the great minds of the 20th century. So don't know where he stood politically, really don't know. I want to focus on something that will probably be ignored by almost everyone. And this is the spiritual aspect of what happened. Almost without exception, when these situations occur, it's somebody who's disaffected, frustrated, whatever it might be, because something in their life isn't going well. They either getting they're getting divorced, they're you know they've been fired from a job, they're trying to get a job, uh, whatever it might be, uh, or there you know there are people who are taking antidepressants and it doesn't go so well and it makes them get a little weird. Why do people take antidepressants? A lot of them take it because they can't handle life. Some people legitimately need them. I'm not saying they don't, but a lot of people take those anxiety medicine, this and that, because they can't handle the normal ups and downs of life. 
And one of the most important things you need to learn in life is resilience. And that starts in the home. Now, we can go back to talking about, as I always joke when I talk about these issues, you know, kindergarten graduation. You know, since when do people need a big ceremony to graduate from kindergarten? You're five. You know how to put the lid on a marker. And I joke about that. Often, it's this all started with kindergarten graduation. But the truth is, people are getting applauded now for what we used to consider a normal requirement of life. You get up, you go to school, you go to work, you live your life, you take care of your kids, you're a good husband, you're a good wife, you're a good friend. These are normal things, responsibilities that you have to uh, your employer, to each other, to your employees, whoever, right? This is normal. But now everybody wants a round of applause for doing the basic things. So they can't handle it when something doesn't go their way. So in the case of this college professor, what we think, like I said, is that he tried to get a job at UNLV and didn't and took it out on innocent people. But let's talk about the spiritual aspect because people don't give it to God. There's nobody in this world, and if you know my history, you certainly know what I've dealt with, nobody who has not dealt with setbacks, professional, personal setbacks in their lives. Uh, a divorce that maybe you, you didn't want to to take part in, uh, a job situation. You, maybe you got fired unfairly. Maybe somebody else got the promotion that you should have gotten. Whatever. The world's not fair. And parents need to teach this to their children for the time they're three years old. The world is not, maybe two, the world is not fair. Things happen that are out of your control. But guess whose control they're in? God's. We know that there are conspiracies being hatched every single day all over the world by these so-called world leaders who are trying to control everything, whether it's giving us a shot that's going to kill us all or taking all the land or making us eat bugs or, you know, these things are legitimate in a lot of cases. We know that. But you can drive yourself crazy worrying about that or you can live your life like you're supposed to if you're a person of faith according to what God wants you to do and give the rest to God. Now, I'm not saying don't care. I'm not saying don't pay attention. You need to. But you can make yourself crazy worrying about what people are doing behind the curtain when you have no control over that. God does. God has control over that. So when you don't get that job that you really wanted, when your marriage falls apart, when you know your kids are going off the rails, whatever it might be at the end of the day, you have to do the best you can do to live your life correctly and leave the rest to God. And know that God knows all about these conspiracy theories. They've been coming on forever. Everybody knows what's going on with them. I was reading this morning, Isaiah 8, 12, if you've never read it. I'll start with verse 11. He said, for this is what the Lord has spoken to me with a strong hand, instructing me not to walk in the way of this people. Do not call conspiracy everything these people regard as conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear. Do not live in dread. Exactly. That's the whole point. Now, everybody's not a person of faith. I get it. If you are a person of faith, I'm talking to you. Do not live in fear. Do not live in dread. Do not wrap yourself around the axle because of something the World Economic Forum is doing. Yes, they can make our lives harder. Yes, they can put in rules and policies that make our lives more expensive. I understand that. I'm not ignoring the reality of it. But you have to give it to God at the end of the day, because if you don't, you'll drive yourself crazy. You can't fix it. I can't fix what's going on at the World Economic Forum. I can't fix people who've been in power since human beings have existed, who have been scheming behind the scenes to take all of your money, all of your rights, and all of your freedom. It's nothing new. 
So you can drive yourself crazy or you can say, listen, I'm going to live my life the way God wants me to live my life and I'm going to leave the rest to him. That's it. That's all you can do. And obviously, I don't need to tell you stupid things like killing innocent people doesn't solve it. We all know that. I mean, that's the problem. All of these gun attacks always degenerate into the same thing. Everyone goes into the same corners. Guns, guns, guns. Oh, you know, uh, um, gun-free zones and da-da-da-da. We need more guns. I mean, that's very simple, okay? I understand those principles, but that's simplifying it too much. We need to talk about the spiritual aspect. Why are people taking all of these drugs? Why are people freaking out when they don't get picked for the football team or whatever? Why? Because they don't have God. They don't have the basis, the spiritual basis of understanding that God is in charge of everything that goes on in your life. And so if you believe that you're in charge of your life and you didn't get something because somebody else did and I was supposed to have that promotion and da-da-da-da-da, you'll drive yourself crazy. Drive yourself completely crazy. Sit around and listen to conspiracy theory talk show hosts or watch Fox News or MSNBC all day long and scream at the TV. Really? Get out and take a walk. Read your Bible. Do something else. And all of these people have one thing in common. Like I said, they're disaffected losers. They can't handle the normal ups and downs of life. And sometimes they take a gun. Sometimes they take a machete. It doesn't matter where it is or what the situation is. But these people, all the, the principles, all the same, the way these people are responding. So I just wanted to give you some hope today that the issue is spiritual. It's not about whether people have more guns or fewer guns or what kind of guns or anything else. It's about giving it to God and understanding that the letdowns of life can all be laid at his feet. So I think that's very important. All right, listen, Sunday nights, you can catch me, 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis, 7 to 9 p.m. If you go to HeidiHarrisShow.com and you click on Message the Show, that'll put you on my email list. And of course, you can send me a message there too. And you can also find a way to watch the show. You can click on it live or you can go to 971talk.com on Sunday nights and listen to the show live at 7 to 9 Central Time, 5 to 7 Pacific Time. All right, guys, remember, God's in charge. Take a deep breath. Give it to him, and I'll see you on Sunday night. Here's Tony Scottwell. 